0: Learn the best spell of all.
1: What's that? Sleep.
2: Welcome back to My Alchemical Romance. This is Eric Arneson.
1: This is Matt Anthony.
2: And we are here today with uh, Aaron Epperson, who's going to interview us. This is basically the listener questions uh, episode where there's only one listener, which may or may not reflect reality. So, say, say hi,
0: Aaron. Hey, guys, Do you, or myself, <laughs> if I'm the only one listening. <laughs>
2: um, very so uh, it was it was funny. Aaron came to me uh, recently, and he's like, oh, I, I love your podcast. It's super great. I don't understand anything you guys are talking about. And I'm like, oh, crap. And he's like, can I be on the podcast? I, I want to just ask you questions about this stuff. So um, So that's what
0: we're doing. You ready for this, Matt?
1: I think I am. All okay. right.
0: Cool. Okay. Cool. I would just like to say that I'm protesting Joey not being here, and Joey now owes me a six pack. I'm going to decide that right now. I think um, his choice. I think I would support that decision. Yeah, I do too. How do you feel about that? I second that. All right. <laughs> I uh... yeah. Uh, <laughs> do we do we pass the motion?
2: Yes, it's carried. wait. Cool. carried. Yeah, don't knock on the table. You'll
0: make uncomfortable we can edit this out eric oh edit this Ooh. out you hear that? Yeah. Those, are, those are not matt's favorite words anyway <laughs> so wait so should i like tell more about who i am or am i just some like voice yeah tell yeah. us who you are okay matt do you have any questions for me
1: um who are you and tell us what you're about
0: <laughs> oh <okay. laughs> it's so open-ended so my name is aaron epperson um I'm a dude with a job in Portland, Oregon. I don't have a lot of hobbies that are probably that interesting. I volunteer a lot. Do you have any hobbies? I... No. Oh. I work. Yeah? And then I volunteer. I guess volunteering is my hobby. Okay, Okay. I try to keep active, and then... I mean, that's a type of hobby. I used to say I read, and then I haven't read anything in a long time. Oh. Which is sad. Do you read web comics? I've been reading... um, Native American biographies of chiefs it was like the last four books I read. That sounds, that cool. Cool. That sounds it was, cool. It was totally cool. a hobby. Yeah. Uh, so,
1: how, how do you know Eric?
0: I know Eric because one time I was in a Mexican jail and I looked for the biggest man and then hid behind Eric when he walked by me. <laughs> 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 I bet she. I never told you my Mexican jail story, did I? No. It didn't end well for anybody. No, so actually, I uh, I've listened. I haven't listened to. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I haven't listened to all the podcast episodes you've done. Me neither. But I have noticed a the theme that every episode, someone's like, "This isn't a Masonic podcast." But I, the reason I know Eric is because I'm also a Mason. But this isn't a Masonic podcast. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> the, the other way
2: uh, we know each other is that uh, we're at WeWork right now. Oh, uh, yeah. We both work in the same building. And we both work in the same building. So we but we knew each other through
0: the lodge first. Yeah, but,
2: but this is not a Masonic podcast. <laughs> okay. Okay. Quote unquote. <laughs> um, aside from my alchemical bromance, um, what is your favorite podcast?
0: Okay, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Can we go through the list? Nope. Sure. Oh, damn it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I would I would say that podcasts you literally have all the time because they can just shut it off. Oh, yeah. That's true. Um, anyway. Don't anyway. you have like a okay. top three that...
1: Yeah, my favorite okay. podcast is usually three hours long, so...
2: Yeah. That's, um, I mean, that's terrifying. You need to go for it, man. What do you do with three hours of
0: podcasting time? Like, I listen to them at work. Who's... I do, too. I can't In do wardrobe. that. I mean...
2: I, I write for a living. yeah. Um, but and you I can't right write and listen to listen people talk, talk at the same, same time. Because you just end up
0: that's fair. <laughs> writing down what people are saying to you. I'm going to go through my favorites list. Oh, geez. Oh, Tannis. I just actually got because you mentioned it on yeah. an episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. You hear that, Tannis? Um, <laughs> so, G- Judge John Hodgman. Uh, the Judge true. John Hodgman podcast is very he, uh, good. Uh, well, hot dog is table. not a sandwich. Yeah, I don't want to uh, prejudge anyone's political leanings, but there's one called Opening Arguments that is a lawyer podcast and they break down news of the day from a lawyer's perspective in a lot of detail. detail.
2: Do you know that uh, one of my superpowers is that um, all lawyers love me? Matt Long. Is that a lawyer? Oh yeah, I thought you knew
0: Matt. I I don't know if I know Matt, Um, but if I did, he would love me. Ah, okay, I'm not a Jew, but Unorthodox, which is a Jewish podcast, and I listen to it because I'm not a Jew, and I want to know more about Judaism. Oh, that sounds like a cool podcast. But it's not really about the religion, it's just about being a Jew.
2: Okay, Okay. I like the name of it, that sounds like a fun podcast. Yeah, it's pretty good.
0: Um, Oh, the Louis Anderson podcast, but he hasn't updated it in a long time, and I'll give one more. Okay. Ooh, Smodcast, Kevin Smith I Smodcast like Kevin Smith. Yeah. That's Kevin, Kevin Smith Kevin Smith has a podcasting empire mm-hmm. He has a Matt, oh, yeah. Matt how can we don't have a podcasting empire?
1: Because um, no one knows us
0: okay. Kevin Smith is like on seven podcasts Damn. all the time He has seven <laughs> podcast shows, I think So, uh, you know, anyway, pod- podcasting is, is really neat because it's
2: it's super easy like yeah. compared to writing Podcasting is a, is a walk in the park Like you can just make A zillion podcast episodes And yeah. and people will listen to them I don't know that people Pay attention when they Listen to podcasts I feel like they probably Zone out and stuff But I, I don't know if that's I a don't question. I actually do I do Yeah I listen oh, So you probably have Some really uncomfortable Questions then Oh maybe Alright yeah. let's You're not allowed To look at these questions Okay sorry Sorry Okay I'm not looking um Why don't we have a question
0: Okay Can okay. we start with the questions Wait Matt Who are you Like no one introduced me Like Who are you um yeah (laughs) screw you too matt it's a hard question (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my name is matt anthony and i'm on a podcast don't you can't say that
1: uh i'm a mason even though this isn't a masonic podcast i've known Eric for (laughs) (laughs) seven years i think how long have you
2: been a mason
1: 10 years next month
2: and how long have we known each other seven seven he was one of the grumpiest people i'd ever
0: met when i met him nice but he changed now like he smiles he smiles smiles. yeah cool (laughs) okay okay so questions even though matt didn't really answer anything (laughs) this is a masonic podcast by the way i'm amazing (laughs) well i mean i don't have a job or anything i just like leech off like wait what do you do for work or anything
1: I would do. Uh, I'm a motion designer and sp- and VFX artist, so I do animation special effects for commercials.
0: He's like that sounds video, awesome, He's a video wizard. That I want to be a video wizard.
1: I used to be a pinball <laughs> wizard, but oh, okay.
0: He had to give it up. Okay, okay. Well, I have my first question. So, for okay. context, okay. okay, for context, because there's probably a lot of people listening to this who are very knowledgeable about the occult. Uh-huh. My knowledge of the occult extends to H.P. Lovecraft novels. Which are fiction, maybe, maybe. I'm hoping so. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, And uh, episodes of Supernatural that I don't admit to liking in public. Um, Also, maybe fiction, maybe. (laughs) Uh, Sam and Dean are real. General osmosis from American society. So I don't really know anything about the occult. So I think this question is the best question. Uh Oh. What is the occult? Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. It is a good
2: one. Well, after, um, after talking to uh, Keith Reddy, the guy who just moved to London... Oh yeah, Keith is in London for our, our listeners. He, he, was, uh, he was the last person we interviewed, and then he moved to London. So maybe you'll get to move to London now that you're getting interviewed. I'm an American,
0: thank you. Well, so is Keith. I mean, he's from Florida.
2: Does that count? <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> um, but uh, the occult um, is basically a study of what we would classify as rejected knowledge
0: rejected, rejected knowledge, knowledge? Yeah. yeah or hidden the, the, it's it's a hidden it's, and sometimes knowledge. Society, right
1: do what I, I would i was gonna say more the study of hidden knowledge
2: yeah it is hidden knowledge but i don't it's think also it's rejected if
0: it's on supernatural
2: well except that's fiction is it i hope so okay well that's why we're having this conversation um yeah but it, it is hidden knowledge it's definitely hidden knowledge um I don't know, probably, like, one of the best uses of the word is uh, is Agrippa's Three Books of Occult Philosophy, which is all about hidden philosophy, right? It's mm-hmm. the, the hidden nature of the world and the hidden nature of how the world relates to each other and stuff, like the hidden connections inside the world.
0: Okay, what are some examples of that? Because, like, the, the reason I'm asking for examples is because from the outside, uh-huh. uneducated human being... yeah when you google occult like all this stuff from like Egypt and all these other cultures come together and it just kind of like seems like a huge wide umbrella um, does it mean f- knowledge from anywhere or does it mean there's only
2: be subsets I suppose that Matt and I are both sort of specialize in western, western
0: occult right, right? yeah Wouldn't you say yeah
1: um, I mean you could s- there's a occult examples I think would be like masonry that would be yoga
0: yoga is eastern
2: but it's Occult. Okay. <laughs> uh, astrology has a lot, as it came from the, it, or at least nowadays, is considered occult. Mm-hmm. Uh, tarot. Um, uh, magic. magic. Not, Not like, like stage, stage magic, magic, like illusion magic. Magic with a K. Magic with a K. K. Uh, uh, That's how Alistair Crowley spelled okay. magic. That's but uh, any sort of magic, magic that is, like, that is like, like, like ceremonial with the intent of either changing something in the world, which we would call thaumaturgy or changing something within you or with your relationship with uh, with the divine, which we would call theurgy. Those are occult practices. Um, there's all kinds of... I mean, it, that, so that's a few examples. Is that good?
0: Yeah. Does that answer your question? So where would the Egypt stuff fall
2: into this? Well, if you were in Egypt at the time, like way back in, yeah. in Pharaonic Egypt... Pharaonic? There, Well, yeah, you know, when there were pharaohs... (laughs) Gold star. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, Back back then, um, there would have been a public face to religion. Yeah. So that would have been like, you know, you go make offerings to Thoth or or Osiris or whatever. You, You say prayers when you're dying so that you don't end up in hell or various things like that. And then there would have been an esoteric or occult side to the religion, which was all of the secret shit that the priests were practicing... Uh, Most of which is kind of lost, but we do have, you know, remnants of like their esoteric and occult philosophies that had to do with the nature of creation and the relationships between like man and gods and that sort of thing. Um, So even in modern day, uh, you still have um, like occult sides to things that are otherwise popular. Uh, Astrology is a really good example of that. Like everybody knows what their sun sign is, right? Is that me being a Leo? Uh huh. That's your sun sign. By the way, I'm a Leo. For the ladies. <laughs> um, but to uh, to an occultist, um, astrology is far deeper and more complicated than just having a sun sign. Astrology is the study and um, even utilization of the way that the relationships and the positions of the planets and stars in the sky uh, uh, influence us, either th- through whatever hidden means occult means occult actually means hidden um mm-hmm. so through whatever occult means it might be so like there are magicians for instance who have uh, specific rituals that they will p- perform to uh to call in the influences of mars or to call in the influences of jupiter and they'll only perform those during specific times when when mars or jupiter are you know in particular parts of the sky and that sort of thing mm-hmm. so you see that sometimes in movies um probably Uh, The one that always comes to my mind really quickly is uh, the Tomb Raider movie, where they had to have everything in conjunction, or like in Twin Peaks. I haven't watched it yet. Don't ruin it. Uh, Dude,
0: you've watched the old one, though. No. It's 25 years old. I can give you a spoiler. I'm 29. (laughs) I'm very young. No, so, or the song (laughs) Age of Aquarius. Yeah, the
2: Age of Aquarius is is like an occult idea that entered into the mainstream. Um, Through great music. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, do you want to whistle it, Matt?
0: Whistle? I'm not a good whistler. The, age the age of course. Of course. Oh. oh. No. Uh, wait, Matt. I, I, I would sing along. Not, not to stall this train over here. But what are your thoughts on that question?
1: Pretty much exactly what Eric said. I don't know that I'd have much to add. That's the example I'd probably jump to as well. Astrology.
3: Ha
2: ha! Come on, on Matt.
3: <laughs> Fine.
0: <laughs>
2: Um, I'll let Matt uh, field the answer to the next question, whatever
0: it is. Um, Oh, okay, this is a good question. Okay, so, outsider, not an occult guy. uh, What is the number one misconception people have about the study of the occult? And what would you tell someone who thinks it's devil worship?
1: I think that the follow-up question is the answer to the first question. The idea that we're somehow a bunch of baby-sacrificing Satanists. I think that's the biggest misconception about people who study the occult. And um, we don't.
2: Some of us might be baby-sacrificing <laughs> Satanists.
1: Yeah, yeah, but for the most part, most people aren't. That's what people jump to when you talk about the occult, uh, especially the gr- the background I had growing up. Uh, the word occult was just instantly linked to Satanism. Yeah.
0: So, so I guess... To kind of go deeper on that like you as a person because here's another question so like you as a person who studied the occult is that influencing your personal religious practices or is the fact that you have a personal religious practice made you interested in studying the occult my well
2: do you want to take that first no you're good i mean my personal religious practice practice wouldn't even exist without you so, so, it, it is basically, basically my personal religious, religious practice, practice, I would say. Study for, of the occult. Yeah, and for but, me... Uh, it, yeah. yeah, yeah, it, it informs that. it, for
0: sure. It, it informs yeah. it. Yeah. But, but study, study of the occult in and of itself is not a religion.
2: Um, well, like I was saying, like, every religion has occult. Yeah. Uh, elements, you know. Uh, except maybe, like, the most boring Protestant yeah. church.
0: I think even those guys. Probably. Yeah.
2: But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean... Uh, it, I think you'd be really hard-pressed to find an occultist who wasn't religious in some way yeah um, almost all, all of us have some, some sort of belief in unseen things, things. And, and you know, you know even it's, if it's I know that, I know that there, are there are definitely occultists who consider themselves atheists but um, but I don't but I, but I think that they still have practices, appear still have practices have that appear religious, religious or seem or or religious or, or fill a religious or void or fill a religious void, void. yeah, yeah.
0: What about you, Matt?
1: For me, I think it actually, it shaped my, my study of the occult shaped and changed my religious views and my spiritual practice.
4: But,
2: but I'm going to go get some beer. beer. You guys talk talk. keep talking. I'll be right back. Okay.
0: <laughs> Let's keep talking, Matt. All right. I'm going to wait so we can let that door close. <laughs> okay. The door is about to close. What's the most embarrassing story about Eric? Let's do this right when he's gone.
1: <laughs> it's probably the same Mexican jail story.
0: It's the is it the Mexican jail story? God, ah, come on, man. The one I have Don't heard dodge. It. This is prime podcast material. What's the most embarrass he had to like hit on a chick in a bar one time or
1: You know what I'm not saying this because he's gonna hear it, but I honestly don't know an embarrassing Eric story.
0: Is he, he that, that is he that, that sharp that there's just no embarrassing Eric oh, stories?
1: No, I'm sure there's plenty. I just haven't heard any, and I haven't been present I for haven't. any. So,
0: I think we should. Uh, he's probably thinking we're having some deep philosophical conversation, but really, I just want to hear about the one time he like hit on a girl in a bar while he was hammered.
1: <laughs> no.
0: I okay. Can. Well, anyway, so uh, so the thing I was gonna ask you is that so do you did you have like a religious practice? That made you interested in the occult, or did you have that first, or did you have an interest in the occult that then led to your religious practice?
1: Honestly, I think both. I had—I mean, I had a religious practice growing up. Just—I um, was raised Southern Baptist, and I was handed that. Oh, okay. But also, I had an interest in the occult even then, and as I began to study the occult. And my own uh, original religious practice I had growing up began to uh, no longer hold sway for me. Uh, So you're no
0: longer a Southern Baptist? No, I'm not. That's shocking. That is truly (laughs) shocking. And disappointing. Disappointing. I just walked in at at, that. I mean, with that haircut, he looks
2: like a Southern Baptist. Don't tell him that. You can't make, fun of,
1: you Oklahoma can't make hair? fun
2: of Matt's hair or Joey's hair on this podcast. That's like the one rule. Joey didn't show up, so I guess Joey isn't here to defend his hair. <laughs> no, he's totally got Southern Baptist hair. Uh, okay, dope. Um, so what are you drinking, Matt? I'm
1: drinking uh, Coconut Cascade, which is the what is it? carbonated water.
2: Oh, okay. How, how about you? What are you drinking? I'm drinking Mystery IPA Work beer. Oh, it's not a mystery anymore. Oh, what is it? This is
0: the Uptown Hero IPA. I don't... Okay. To be completely honest, I drink PAPS. That's or Rainier rainy. or Olympia, depending on what's cheaper. This is pretty good. It, yeah, no, no. It's very tasty.
2: Always on tap here. Yeah. I'm going to tilt this down a little bit so
0: you can... So, so that's better. See, see my beer? We totally talked about you when you left. Okay. Apparently, cool. there's no embarrassing stories about you oh no no
2: there aren't yeah they're only amazing stories that
0: tells me a lot about you as a person <laughs> and i asked him that same question and so i think oh, oh. does anyone have anything to add to that wait wait embarrassing, embarrassing stories? stories about you no no, no, no. Oh, about me about about the whole like is the occult personally your religious practice that whole is it informed by the occult or blah, 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 that definitely that's
2: what yes about. okay cool yeah, um, yeah. I think, and I, I think that would be true for anybody who's serious about the occult. Like, it's pretty much their religious practice. Okay, okay. that's interesting because I
0: wasn't going to call that. I, I was just assuming that, like, someone was super pagan. I, I don't know. I don't know. Terms. I am super pagan.
1: But, but yeah, but you know, yes. like, like you <laughs>
0: worship the Allfather Father or a tree, and then because of that, you like occult stuff. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. is what I was but, assuming.
2: No, I mean, I totally started out like. With Wicca, yeah. which is a which I, I I
0: have heard is like pagan entry, entry? Mm, like, like I don't know it's I'm it's really neo-pagan. I don't know that I would call it. An, it, it it's it's, it's mean, the marijuana. It's different. It's marijuana paganism. Paganism. Okay.
2: Everybody's taking a toke. Everyone's a <laughs> toke that way. Everybody owns a crystal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That. So, uh, but I mean, I started out off with with stuff like Wicca. And Who's in? Who's in? I don't know. Someone's trying to break down the door. Oh, oh yeah. I, have you heard anything from Joey? I haven't. I haven't, I I haven't. turned my phone off. He's, he's just gonna miss out. I can, I can open
1: the roll. door for Joey. Joey's on Joey time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Eight minutes ago, he said he he, he gave up.
3: <laughs> good.
0: Good for you, Joey. Let's have All a happy right, talk. Joey. Yeah. Really. <laughs> About being a responsible adult. I don't know Joey, so he's probably going to not like me after this podcast, but whatever. Oh, Nate Nate is here, though. Nate, 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 I'm going to bring Nate in. Okay. Let's bring Nate in. I have a bunch of questions because because can I tell you this? Can I talk about this on the podcast? Uh, I'll let Nate talk about it. You're physically here. I thought you were like on the computer. No, I'm physically here. Good to see you. I'm Sandy Mountain Rose. Hey. How's it going? We can get this set up here.
2: do you want, uh, yeah, so Aaron's interviewing us. Oh, because I don't know theme. anything about the occult. This is a,
0: oh. <laughs> this is a reverse, a reverse interview. Yeah, cool. Uh, I, and I don't really know anything about your, like, relationship with the occult either. Right. We make out a little bit. You make out a little part. bit? It's, it's, uh, yeah. Nate really likes forked tongues. <laughs> we <started talking> about, <laughs> randomly, when we, when we first met, we talked about your interest in voodoo, mm-hmm. which I did read a book about voodoo that was very oh. interesting. Voodoo, Voodoo? I don't remember mm-hmm. it was on there's a conversation about that. I assume um, that was very fascinating. That came up once, but that's and that one time I saw you in robes with like anointing oil on your forehead, which I'm not going to go into. But it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I heard that it was preparation age. It was, <laughs> <laughs> but it looked great. Like I was telling you, but if I was in a ritual and someone pulled off a blindfold, um, that's not Masonic. Pulled off a blindfold <laughs> and then he was standing there like, I'd shit myself. Oh <laughs> no, I don't want to do this anymore. We'll
2: <laughs> we have, uh, I, I, again, like this is a Masonic podcast, but I think yeah, we yeah. have had experiences similar to that in certain if, Masonic. I, I don't want choice. to give away any of the uh, other
4: things. I mean, yeah, definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. We might not. involve blindfolds and preparation. and may if, or may not be too.
0: If you're lucky. lucky. <laughs> or strong.
4: Um,
2: um, all, right, all right, so, uh, all right, so what, what questions are you going to ask? So I, I want to go up uh, uh, well, well, actually, I want to
0: know Nate's question Okay. Okay the last one. But he, didn't well, he didn't here. here. He didn't know. Oh. oh. That's <laughs> That's right. The question was, he doesn't get to listen to this until later, right? So <laughs> I know. We've talked about this a lot, but I kind of want to keep talking about it. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So I asked them, so we talked about... Recap. Talking about, talk about what the occult example. is, examples of what the occult is, mm-hmm. and then I was asking... In your relationship, relationship with the occult, the occult, is your personal, personal experience, experience in, in informed the occult, by the study of the occult, or, or does the does study of the occult spur your religious practice? practice? It's a chicken or the egg question. Oh, yeah. Which came first? Yeah, I guess I mean, yeah, it is hmm. totally
4: a chicken or the egg question. So, my original religious practices were
2: Southern Baptist. Wow, that's a theme. And, but it was the occult side of stuff. So yeah. Talk, tell so, us about I, it. Yeah, and I was I was Catholicism. I was a, no, no, oh, okay. that's not that's not
4: Catholicism. It's totally different, but it is Christianity. Um, I was a faith healer in my teenage years for a Southern Baptist church.
0: Isn't that kind of badass? That is badass. I went, I went
2: to, to a, a
4: four square church. Can you? Can you? Uh, can you? Okay, I can. I can. I can. Okay.
2: So.
4: so The experiences I had through being a faith healer caused me to realize you know I I couldn't say that the divine presence that was flowing through me and healing people was Jesus. I wouldn't deny that he had a relationship with it but it led me to question what exactly was going on. So I studied metaphysics and Psychology and physiology and all these different things that I was trying to come to the understanding of what exactly it was that I was doing as a faith healer. And that was encouraged by my parents at the time because they thought, oh, well, he's just studying other stuff that is relevant to Christianity and he's figuring out the origins of all Nobody this looked. stuff and how it all started from Christianity. And I realized, wait a minute, other way around, um, <laughs> many, many things encouraged Christianity to become what it was. And the mm-hmm. elements like spiritual healing Mm-hmm. That are found in Christianity are far more like the voodoo practices mm-hmm. um, where it's I don't want to say placebo, but it's the power of positive thought that inhabits this. Yeah and if you if you can ascribe that to the divine, then I definitely would. Um, I'd say that, that that's what encouraged my pursuit into the occult was this idea of coming to understand, what else was going on in the world that was similar to these kind of healing practices, these mm-hmm. kind of mystical experiences, and these you think things the of
2: positive, positive thinking?
4: Mm-hmm. Well, it, and that's for better, that's, that's... that's what we
2: call doing full on Norman Vincent Peale. Yeah. yeah, by the way, you know have <laughs> the
0: best answer to that one so far. Yeah, win. damn it, damn it, I was <laughs> <doing> <laughs> like, anything that's the, that's the ultimate <laughs> trump card yeah. when yeah. I was a teenager, I was a faith healer, just throw that on the table yeah. anytime something gets dull. That's awesome.
2: You're not going to ask him if he has any embarrassing stories about me? No, because you're in the
0: room. Oh. Uh, okay. I waited till you were gone respectfully. Right. Before I was like, right. hey.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> you're able to defend
0: yourself. And I want your grade A. One time, One time he was hitting on a chick named Tammy. And then he slipped on a banana peel. Is what I was looking for. But that never no, happened. Wait, it you it heard clear. about that? Yeah. I'm <laughs> Sorry, Tammy. Son. No. And I guess the reason that I'm asking this. Can I actually, so this particular question, I'm so interested in it. Is because I had, right after we talked about doing this, an epiphany that I have totally just stopped any self-spiritual stuff, like a year ago, and it's dumb. What did you? What do you mean by self-spiritual stuff? So I self-identify as a deist, uh-huh. mostly for the benefit of other people, uh-huh. because I don't want to have the conversation. Yeah. And, uh, and, it, and it pretty much is like I think I, I, I'm like I'm a, I, I like to consider myself a Benjamin Franklin deist where I'm gonna make out with a super hot French chick and then have a good time. and then go. So, you know, like, so you're telling us that like, it's been a really long time since you made
2: out with a super hot French chick? No. Oh. oh okay. okay. Don't so tell my lovely. I mean, that seems
0: like a spiritual practice, right yeah, there. Right. Yeah, right? it should be. Um, <laughs> uh, God bless America. No, no. Uh, but uh, anyway, so I, I was thinking about because, like, I haven't really thought about like matters of faith or anything like that in a long time. And, and even, though even though this is not a Masonic podcast, uh, when I, should, when I one of, One of the things that really uh, personally happened to me when I went through the degrees of masonry was that... Did okay, you just say masonry? You just said, you just said I did not say masonry, I said masonry. I, not masonry. I not masonry. Um, Was it really screwed with like my whole identity around belief? So while um, you guys were two Southern Baptists, like, I was... Uh, I remember it was a member of Foursquare Church in a really long time. I was, uh, I was uh, which is, uh, I, I guess. Social media church?
1: Huh? Is it like a social media church Are you check in?
0: Yeah, it's super American kind uh, of church. Where they play rock music, but they also like, get slain in the spirit and talk in tongues, and horns. I've done all that. Uh, uh, and then uh, I, the, uh, uh, I was a church intern for a year after high school. And so for, so content, for context, personally, uh, in my life, my dad, like my dad was Catholic, was a Catholic and, and he spent he two years in the in Catholic monastery in the 60s, in the 60s and he was and very, very, non-Catholic, non-Catholic. non-Catholic. Yeah, I mean, and so I was raised in a non religious household. Like, we did like we not talk about religion, and my dad, when prompted, would be like, let me tell you something about Catholics. And I'd be like, great, I don't have any context. So I really came into Jesus, like, on my own. And uh, and, so, and so that whole year of being the teacher, like, like, I was reading, I was the, reading the Bible, I and I looked friends. up, and I was like, are you reading, reading the reading wrong, the wrong well, yeah, no, like, is nobody else reading, reading the same reading. thing I'm reading? <laughs> Everyone in this room is a giant asshole. And so I shut the book, and I put it down, <laughs> and, I put it down and I read a quick church, and it was great. And, was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, um, and for her, and this is a long time ago, and it was probably about four years before I became a Mason, but that all happened, and And I really, and I don't lie about this, really wanted to be an atheist, because that sounded really, really convenient and awesome, and I just really tried to be an atheist, but then when I would, like, anytime it would come up... Were talking, like, I'm, not, I'm not an atheist. There like, has to be something. And then I, and then I discovered deism and just kind of fell comfortably into that kind of. Uh, but, but after I joined the lodge, it really made me think about like, well, what do I believe about God and all that kind of stuff? I mean, kind of started sure kind of a <laughs> great spiritual spiritual adventure about like what, what that means. And then I just stopped for some reason, and I kind of feel guilty about it. So that's why I was kind of very interested in your guys' you know, I mean, that guilt is totally. totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally.
2: <laughs> um, it's, um, I'm converting to well. That's good. I'm glad that you answered your own question. Did I? Did I? It turns out you had a, I mean, chicken only, because there's no occult. Oh, okay. yeah, chicken. What well, was that?
1: Oh, that was me talking.
2: Oh, he had like a fidgeting toy. Oh no, that's
1: my Hathor pen.
2: Oh yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah Hathor. Egypt. You have a Hathor pen. I do.
1: Well, I was going to say, I had a really similar experience as you as far as um, my religion. Like, I began to lose my faith, began to – I really wanted to become an atheist. I was trying to get into it. I, like, went through this huge Iron Rand phase. And then oh, I took – I never did that. <laughs> <laughs> but I still had – things weren't quite making sense still. I still – I was like, this atheism thing, I wanted, but it's just not – it doesn't feel right. I don't know what's going on. And then I became a Mason and uh, went through the Blue Lodge and then became a Scottish Rite Mason like within I don't know, three months of each other. Mm-hmm. And that just blew everything out. And that was my my turning point for trying to figure things out again, realizing I'm not an atheist, but I don't know what things are. And it allowed me to uh, explore things outside of the context of Christianity
3: mm-hmm. for the first
1: time. Yeah, yeah. Mostly the Scottish yeah, right, but
2: so,
1: uh? I credit most of that to the yeah. Scottish right more so than Blue Lodge,
2: yeah, yeah. more than the occult. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. That's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think, I think all we all agree that, before before, that there are before. occult elements now. in Scottish Rite. <akterist-> yeah. What? Nothing.
0: Yeah. What? Nothing. What? We got that. We're just going to enhance the audio later. Pike. This is going to make him a little more. I always, I really want to get of him when I die. Oh, okay. I oh, man. oh man, I mean, Pike, awesome. Pike, was a, Pike
2: was a hardcore occultist. He said, like, uh, huge chunks of morals and dogma are directly ripped
4: off from Eliphas Levy. Yeah, and and he would talk about how uh, Trek Freemasonry was the one religion that everyone could agree upon. But then he would also say things like it was the one true religion. Uh, was he hitting <laughs> the bottle? <laughs> hmm? Was he hitting the bottle when he was saying that? Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, he uh, wasn't then. Yeah, he was also fighting on the battlefield in who knows what yeah. Civil War battles. But um, yeah. he, I think what he meant by that wasn't that Scottish Rite was a religion. Um, I think he meant that it was designed to get you to understand the universality of religion. And that yeah. was, the mm-hmm. universality of religion is the one true religion.
0: I, I've heard that the Scottish Rite is the world's first comparative religion, course. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, another author that he cribbed from heavily was uh, Godfrey Higgins, who wrote Anacalypsis in the late 18th century, and that was um, probably the world's first comparative religion book. I mean, Higgins was a madman, but he basically invented comparative religion studies. Yeah. Um, we have in the library, I believe. It's huge. It That's is a awesome. beast. I'm stunned that
4: Pike read it. Not really. He read a lot. He did. He read in like six languages. He would oh, also really. write his own books for his own edification about research projects. My huh. dad does that. about I physics. Know. Yeah. Aww.
0: <laughs> no. So yeah, yeah, a tangent. My dad was a welder his whole life, but he's also super, like just as a person, super mm-hmm. academic. So when he retired, he was like, I've always wanted to understand physics. So for like the last seven years, all he's done is study physics three uh, hours a day at Starbucks. It's very admirable. And then he writes, like, his own, like, this is what I've learned about physics so far books in, like, longhand. Really, has he, uh, kind of does
2: he find that uh, buying Starbucks every day is more or less expensive? Starbucks than a is recent.
0: Degree. My dad had me very late in life, so he's actually 75. Oh. And I'm 29, for context. Mm-hmm. And so he got mad at the waitresses at the restaurant he used to do this on. <laughs> because old men stuff, and then he has transferred to Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I would like to talk a little
2: bit about physics in the occult. Oh, really? I don't know anything about physics. Um, so when my dad talks to me about that, I turn it out we're, not gonna to, we're not going <laughs> to talk I to... I won't talk about many specific physics yeah. things, but um, you know how before I was describing the, cult, uh, the occult, or the study of the occult is sort of the study of what we call rejected knowledge. Yeah. Um, a really good example of how that knowledge has been rejected in the West is how we hate to acknowledge that our modern study of physics and physical sciences came directly out of occult sciences.
0: Interesting. Tell me more.
2: Um, the Probably the best known example of it right now is uh, Isaac Newton, who was a super dedicated alchemist. And studied, oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote over a million words about alchemy. That in fact his alchemical notes were so complex and so weird that the people who are currently studying and, and decoding all of his papers had to create their own Unicode font and get and reserve a chunk of the Unicode uh, namespace to fit all of his alchemical symbols and he has a whole library there's a, it's a great I'll I'll put a link in the show notes um, but uh, but and he also had um, a really he was so so Newton wasn't a Freemason which is cool because this isn't a Masonic podcast. Yeah. Um, but he uh, studied the construction and building of King Solomon's temple as a spiritual edifice and also wrote a lot about that. Like, to him, when he discovered gravity and when he started looking at gravity, it wasn't just a thing. You know, he didn't look at it necessarily as science. Gravity is action at a distance. That's happening all the time. To him, it was like an occult wonder. Spooky accident. <laughs> um, but, uh, but in addition, we know now that the founding of the Royal Society, which is probably I don't know if it's still considered the premier um collection of like scientists in the world, but the founding of the Royal Society in the 17th century was uh was mostly informed. Wow, oh, I'm using that verb a lot now. I must have a client that likes that. <laughs> uh, but it was it was mostly done by um, people who wanted to be Rosicrucians, which
0: I which have I heard have heard
2: that name so often. so often. We can talk about them, them talk next. About them yeah. next. You that, also have you
1: also cryptography. You
2: also have cryptography. Uh, yeah, and, and and cryptography itself, you know, cryptography too. Um, cryptography came about. Uh, parts of cryptography came about uh, as. Um, a spiritual, a spiritual back, practice. The at-bash, atbash cipher, which is an early substitution cipher, was used, was by, used by early Jewish mystics to analyze and, and gain insights out insight of the Torah. Um, um, later on, cryptanalysis was invented by Alkindi, who um, who wasn't, who wasn't doing it in in a way that he, he wasn't trying to crack codes. He was, he was looking the at the frequency of letters, of letters in, the in the Quran to gain, gain um, um, to gain mystical insight into
0: Islam. As you do. Yeah, as you do. So,
2: so huge chunks of science, huge chunks of information, of information science, physics, science, of physics, chemistry, chemistry is is directly descended from alchemy, theory, which was a spiritual, spiritual theory, approach theory, to uh, to, uh, to mixing you know, up shit and burning, you know, burning things. things. Um, but, but, but almost almost all of our knowledge now, now. Like, it's it's not, really like, it's not, you know, the fact that we understand the physical world through like chemical equations and interactions of elements and and fundamental forces uh, uh, isn't different, different when you have an uh, occult point of view, but, but the, the occult point of view, the occult, occult approach to it, the, the rejected knowledge changes, knowledge, changes your understanding, your understanding of it. Mm. So, so all of a sudden gravity is a spooky action, action, action at a distance. The, um, the transformation of, of Different, different molecules and molecules different chemical and different compounds, compounds takes on takes a spiritual, spiritual aspects. Aspect, whether or not whether you, are are, you are, you know, doing you know, doing it, doing it an from an alchemical, um, um, <laughs> um, whether or not you're doing it from a from an alchemical point of view or doing it from a um, from a. From a a chemical equation. equation. Like, you know, there's, like, you know, there's the, 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 the spiritual aspect, spiritual aspect of, of occult knowledge, occult knowledge that is that everything, is, everything is interconnected in a way that is personal and immediate, and immediate and has influence, influence over life. every part
1: of life. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, um, that, was that was a good rant. rant. That was a good was rant. 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 Cool. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, so what is. were you going to ask about? <laughs> yeah, no, we don't have to talk about them. I, oh, yeah. I have just
0: always heard about the Ros- oh, Rosicrucians. Oh, the Rosicrucians. Through, through, like, secondhand, and I know that there's a lot of masons who yeah, are Rosicrucians. Most are Yeah, the Rosicrucians are real. Well, then never well, mind. The never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, up until
4: more recently, uh, Rosicrucian would never say they were Rosicrucian. They would say that they were a student or studied Rosicrucianism. Mm-hmm. Um And the actual foundations are as mystical as the foundations of all the mystery mystery schools. Um, It's essentially essentially a modern mystery school. school. Mm -hmm. started in Europe in the
0: early 1600s, right
2: before the Thirty Years' War. Okay. Christians when Christians killed, killed Christians, Christians, Christians for not, not Christian. being Christians. Do mm-hmm. you that they thought Christians be Christian. should be Christians? I, I wonder if that's, if that's
0: repeated. ever repeated itself. It. Anyway. <laughs> <But> anyway, this <laughs> is not a historical podcast. Yeah, so I
2: mean the, so, I mean, the Resurrections are, are at the, at the, the invisible, invisible College. Cool. In but in nobody's going to of the Invisible College. The Invisible College doesn't exist. In this podcast is about all knowledge of the Invisible College. No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: um, um, so so guys, I guess we've we, we kind of touched on this. Uh, and you guys actually talked about this in the podcast before, uh-huh. uh, uh The, c- 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 of, uh, the contem- um, contemplative masonry guy, y- Chuck Denning, our good friend, Chuck Denning. Who who sounds like a very interesting, well-spoken Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Matt, uh... They just off did they just turn off lights, lights on us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's it was Chuck entering um, the is uh, Matt has known Chuck for a long time. I guess I've known Chuck even longer than yeah. you. Huh? I've known Chuck since, like, 2001 or something. He's super fascinating. He's super fascinating. Um, um, what do you want to know? No not, no, not about him.
0: He touched on this kind of question. But, um... But, um but I'm, I, I, think I, deeper. It, 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 it was about it. It was why this? this personally, personally, like why, why the occult, the occult. like what, what like, is it that makes, is you is it makes you take? Because I, because I, know cause I know very much. much me. Really, I'm very personality-driven. That's why I'm very, very and comfortable. Benjamin Franklin the DS trademark. trademark. Um, is because, like, 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 it's how I work naturally working? as a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lift to my own accord. Like, I'm just everybody like, everybody should happy to be happy, drink a beer, calm down. It's just, like, it's just, like, how I roll. And so, mm-hmm. I, don't and so I don't think, I don't think, think I've ever been naturally inclined to, to give I, I was really excited about, like, Jesus and the Bible for a long time, and I have no idea why. But, but past that, I think it's why never. I've never spurred myself into that kind of stuff. Just because I... So you want to know why. Yeah, I want to know why.
2: Um, um, be before, before that, we answer we that, that I think we should break, take a quick break can we take a quick break because I'm afraid that they're going to lock in the taps out. oh yeah let's yeah, go get beer be let's be go get beer so <laughs> we'll be back after this message from our sponsor and we're back and we're back <laughs> um, when, when we left Aaron had just asked a question which was why this why this and I was going to say, in the Picatrix, which is a very old and important grimoire. And sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, the Picatrix is uh, sort of a Pokemon. Um, a cult Pokemon, I guess. Uh, in the Picatrix, it says that um, a magician is born a magician and cannot be made a magician. Uh Which implies to me that the study of the occult is uh, nature more than nurture. Mm -hmm. So that would be my answer. What do you guys think of that? I like that. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I like that too. Because I always, even though I was raised Southern Baptist, I always had a draw to the occult. Mm -hmm. I remember begging my mom when I was four years old for that time-life book on the occult. Mm -hmm. So the the seed was planted from the beginning, and it's just always been. There's something drawn to you. I don't know. You can't, you can't really explain it. Just always feel like there is something in within the occult and occult practices that I'm supposed to find.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way. Sweet. We all agree yeah. on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell us what you're drinking now.
1: I'm drinking a cab salve that's been aged in bourbon barrels. It's really nice. Yeah? Yeah.
2: Did it come out of a box?
1: Not out of a box. Came out of a bottle
0: oh cool I would like to defend box wines they're fine, fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not the vessel it's what's inside that makes the man <laughs> <laughs> I mean um
2: you know Matt I think one of our earlier podcasts he, he was drinking out of a, a box and he was like I like this it feels really occult because it's a bota box a bota box <laughs> and bota for I don't I don't know. builders of the Aditum. it's a uh, it's an occult um Order, oh, like okay. an occult fraternity. Oh, that's awesome. and there's a lot of those occult fraternity. Oh actually. yeah, there's tons of them. Yeah, in fact, I suspect that a new occult fraternity is uh, invented approximately every four hours. <laughs> they <laughs> tend to last <laughs> less that's than a month. But. Yeah, <laughs> and that's awesome. But I mean, how many have you invented, Matt? How many occult fraternities have you started?
1: At least four.
2: Yeah, I've done. Uh, I've done probably three. What, what pushed that? <laughs> um. Well, part of it is a desire to... When you do magical work, when you do, like, um, ritual and stuff, sometimes you want to have more than one person. Yeah. And in order to get everybody on the same page, you work together to make a ritual. Sometimes you create some sort of, like, magical lodge, such as you could have, like, John Michael Greer's book, The Magical Lodge, or Inside a Magical Lodge. Uh, Sometimes... um, Sometimes you need to have a, a group that you specifically name in
0: order to do the kind of ritual you need to do. So the difference between that and a witch coven is... Uh... <laughs> less nudity. Way, <laughs> <less duty. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> way less nudity. Great. Because I have joke questions in here because I wasn't sure how this was going to go. Oh,
2: we, um, we... I was already way too serious. I was serious enough for all of us.
3: <laughs> no...
2: Oh, yeah, totally. My, my ranch was a very serious answer, right? I know. Nate, no, Nate, no, no, I mean, that's good. Nate got all serious about Albert Pike, even though this isn't a Masonic podcast. It's not a Masonic
0: podcast.
2: <laughs> so, um, so yeah, ask,
0: ask your... Uh... No, I was going to ask, uh, one of my questions was, how many blood orgies have you personally been involved in, and could you rate them... Ten being the lowest, one being the best. Uh, I've only been in one, and Nate was there. Um, oh, all yeah. of the blood came out of Nate.
2: <laughs> Just <burnt my> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> uh, But yeah, that's, I believe, the only blood orgy that I've been oh, okay. in. Oh, you said blood orgy. I think it's a blood orange. Okay. No, oh, no, yeah. No. Blood Have you ever been in a blood orange? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume that this was not some sort of American Pie experience. <laughs> in the microwave for about. Never mind. Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah. oh my imagination. No. Anyway, moving on from that question. Uh, but wait, have you been in a blood orgy? No. Deep, no blood
4: orgy. Oh, come on. <laughs> Two separate occasions. Yeah. Two separate occasions.
0: <laughs> Since Joe is not here, Joey? Joe? Joey. Oh, man? Joey, uh, he's actually a blood orgy
2: aficionado. Yeah. He has a website. Let's talk about Joey's Joey'sbloodorgies.com, where he yeah, ranks them all. Um, one by one? Yeah, he actually has several ratings. One of them is uh, blood type. Uh, one of them is blood quantity. Mm. And another one is number of holes.
0: Which in a blood <laughs> way, more. bloody than way or otherwise. <laughs> anyway, that's terrible. I'm sorry. Joey's um, gonna yeah. like that, right? So wait, who, <laughs> answer, who else answered the "why this" question? It was just you, right? We all agreed. Oh yeah, you all agreed
2: because I think that it really is like the best, the most serious practice, practitioners of the occult, or the ones who really stick with it, are super drawn to it. Like yeah. they probably don't have much of a choice.
0: They don't have okay so here's here's can I can I talk about personal gripes um, that that relate to this because I don't understand it wait is it already uh, beer theory? Festivus. yes okay yeah sure it's already festivus. so personality wise I and I think probably because of why we didn't have faith healers like my my religious experience in uh-huh. church I'm very wary of anything that makes someone think that they are I will say a special snowflake set apart from other people for special reasons. And, that's a, and, and, I, and I completely say that knowing that's a personal thing uh-huh. because I feel that when people start to go down that road, uh-huh. it stops being about the betterment of the group, meaning everyone, and it starts being about my little hill that I'm the king of. Um, and is that like, and, and from outsider looking in, no judgment, I'm not, I'm not judging anything. It's just when like you read it and, you know, you hear people talk about it, like I hear flavors of like, I'm this and this makes me, I don't want to say better, but it makes me whatever and blah, blah, blah. And I'm wondering, is that like a theme in the study of the occults? Do a lot of people kind of have that tendency? Or yes. talking about
4: like the uh, like the dungeon master? Concept? Yes. Dungeon
0: master, that's a great way to put it. Every, every, guy, uh, every
4: occultist yeah. is a uh, dungeon master, for sure.
2: Like, so like, it's a,
0: there's a lot of ego, so ego in the occult. So oh, yeah. Much, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But,
4: but I think that's an interesting... <laughs> in in what occult should be doing is the idea of going towards the death of the ego. So if you're still dwelling in that mm-hmm. um idea of your ego being the most important thing in the world, you haven't really mastered occultism. You haven't gotten to the point where you, you understand, understand that, that your relationship to the universe is bigger, bigger than in your little corner
2: of
1: it. Yeah, I don't I don't no, necessarily I don't always mean, say death of ego. Maybe you, you, manage yeah, better management it's about of the ego.
2: Development
4: of ego or
2: transcendence and, of ego or uh, or there are whole schools of the occult, like uh, like certain left hand path uh, stuff, which is all about um, enhancing and exploring the ego. Uh, so nobody can really. So I mean, there's a lot of ego, uh, and part of it is you know a lot of the rituals that you get involved in, and a lot of the practices that you that you take part in have to do with like turning your you know pretending like you're a freaking superhero. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of the stuff that you do in the practice is kind of scary and you have to deal with you know terrifying aspects of yourself or aspects of the universe uh and like that
0: cthulhu aspects or <laughs> maybe chaos magic cthulhu, yeah.
2: yeah yeah actually there are uh, there are chaos magicians who who do things with
0: um so so that's so that's interesting there's a lot of ego involved in mm-hmm. studying the occult yeah tons does that make it harder to study the occult
2: nothing about studying the occult is easy Okay. Well, I mean, you then. can study it, but practicing it—it's—it's it's tough. Like it's, it requires discipline and willpower and yeah. um, and uh, lots of props. Uh, for instance, you have to get like pens shaped so you like your favorite Ds. and you have to. Uh, I like
0: props and pens. Oh yeah, there are a lot. Of...
2: Do you have any other props to show off there?
1: Uh, I do not within reach.
4: I I mean, I'm not sure that visible props are relevant in a. Audio podcast well, that's
1: <laughs> <not true.
0: laughs> we are now holding up props oh <laughs> my god look at the size of that prop it's so <laughs> veiny it's so shiny sorry, sorry. <laughs>
2: it's okay it's a podcast oh yeah matt when when i when we first started uh recording this podcast back in september mm-hmm. um i was really unfamiliar with how podcasting worked i never really listened yeah. to podcasts very much uh Barley the witch dog. Hey, how's Barley?
1: He's right here in the room.
2: Can we see Barley? Can Barley make a noise for us?
1: No. He says no.
2: Oh, No. <laughs> I'm not a witch. Uh, Barley <laughs> is a witch. But uh, but I, I swore. And I was like, oh God,
1: can we. Su-? And
2: Matt's like, yeah, it's a podcast. You can do whatever you want. You can pretty much so, fucking say whatever the fuck you want, right? Yeah, you can. <laughs> <exactly>.
4: <laughs> oh, I saw some, a Scottish right cap. That's definitely an occult prop there. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah okay so
0: was that the bloody or- orgy question no that was an ego question that was an ego question because outside, again outsider looking in anytime like I've met people who are like I like the occult uh, both in the context of masonry and outside the con- but in the context of masonry it's always some dude who shows up in the building that's all like something 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 occult and I'm like Meh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know like, sort of. So Go to Esoterica. Yeah, like, They know what you're talking no, about. No, literally, we do. We're like, dude, we're Milwaukee. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah, that's. Uh, it is a problem. And it's it also like uh, the occult. The
1: people I would say them. that
2: people who are drawn to the occult are more likely to be mentally ill. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And if they weren't
1: already, a lot of people, when they start the work, uh, they can get damaged along the way too.
0: Oh yeah, that's true too. So do you think it's kind of like, ooh, can I make an analogy? It's kind of like when people. By the way, this is funny because I'm fat and I totally don't do any of this. Um, Is it like when people start to learn like CrossFit? But there's CrossFit soap and Oh it's yeah, really then, easy to hurt yourself. And they go too far start at the beginning. It is. That's, yeah. Look at me. I made an analogy. You did. That was <laughs> that was that was a metaphor. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Good job. Yeah,
1: job. What well, is because so, it's so you're, it's,
0: you're on the way to being an occultist already. And- <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I'm not committing to anything more until I'm
0: done with my commitments.
2: Aaron's like, I'm gonna go home, I'm gonna find the weirdest book that I own, and I'm gonna burn it. I don't even care what it is. <laughs> what is the weirdest book that I own? Um do you want us to try to divine that using clairvoyance? Yeah, totally. The, you first Matt
1: I didn't hear the quote like you you cut out.
2: What is the weirdest book that Aaron owns? Uh
1: the Left Behind series. Ooh.
4: <laughs> video yes uh, um no not yet you go first
2: I'm gonna say um Hundredth Monkey I don't even know what that is
0: Not oh, crap
4: I, I don't know your literary taste enough to
0: the weirdest book I own is a reference book on 90s and 80s and 70s kung fu movies Ooh. that That's... I bought for a dollar
2: you're gonna have to burn it which is pretty tame yeah, 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 that's really not... Yeah, I'm that not, weird. I
0: own a lot of biographies. Huh. i Well, I mean, some biographies
2: get pretty weird.
0: I don't know. I'm reading a crazy horse biography right now. Oh, I I think I've heard of that. I have learned a lot from reading about Native Americans, mostly mm-hmm. that I'm never going to travel back in time. Yeah. I would die very quickly. Yes. <laughs> um, but that, is, that would be a good question for an occultist,
2: because occultists...
0: Get a lot well, of weird books. I happen to be in a room with a bunch of occultists. Oh, you should ask them that. Yeah. Too. What's the weirdest book that you own that's not pornographic? Oh. Let's narrow that list down. Hundredth Monkey. Hundredth Monkey. No. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: no, I own some weirder books than that. Uh, I want to hear what Matt's weirdest book is, though. Just within the.
1: As far as occult books or books in general? No,
2: in terms of like all books that's yeah. not pornographic.
0: Yeah, why I made that question have a qualifier.
1: Either uh, The Art and Science of Sausage Making or The Triangle Book of Saint Germain.
2: The Triangle Book is pretty weird. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen that book. Yeah. What was the first one? The Art of Science?
1: The Art and Science of oh, Sausage, Sausage Making. Pulse. Oh, it like one? No. yeah,
2: that sounds like one. <laughs> uh,
4: the, the, the weirdest book that I own that's not pornographic. I mean, the weirdest book that I own that is pornographic is the Playboy from the month and year that I was born. But
0: Ooh, uh, that's deep diving in your own ego. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> but it's a very
4: non-pornographic. Uh, God, hmm. I have a lot of weird grimoires, but,
2: um, yeah, but but a lot of people have the weird grimoires. They're they're so
4: broadly published now. I think my favorite weird book of everything I own is The Invisibles Omnibus. Yeah,
2: yeah you know, it's hard to get weirder yeah, than yeah. that. I don't know, I know what that is. It's so the best comic book ever written. Yes,
4: it's the best comic book ever written.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, is, is it an actual comic book, book or is that an yeah. novel? A- you, you didn't listen no, to our no. Snowpocalypse
2: snow snow episode yet, apparently. Nope. actually talked about The Invisibles for a long
4: time. I'll have to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that is a weird book.
0: There may or may not be the global college in that book. There, there is. But we yeah, yeah. can't, yeah, yeah. That's how we know it's fictional. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so um, where would somebody start in their journey of studying the occult? Oh, in uh, Borland? The Secret the Teaching of All Ages by Home Up and All. Are you a freemason? Are you already a Kansas. Kansas. Oh, oh yeah.
2: I would say uh, there are a couple of books that are really, really good for yeah. the beginner. Um, the one that I would probably, the two that I would recommend are both by Jay Kinney. Mm-hmm. One of them is the Hidden West, and it's mm-hmm. by Jay Kinney and Richard Smoley, and it's uh, kind of an overview of maybe the. I think there's like six different tracks, but six the six most popular like occult um, schools mm-hmm. in the West. Uh, and then the second book that I would recommend, also by Jay Kinney, is called Inner Wisdom, and it's kind of the same thing but a little more updated. Uh, those two are awesome beginner books. They, they don't in, they don't involve any practice, but they they teach you what's out there.
3: Hmm.
1: I the Secret wow. Teachings of All Ages by Manly P. Hall.
0: Oh really, man? That's been on my reading list since I joined. I a mean, lot if you're talking about I very
1: beginning just to get your feet yeah. wet a little bit and some background and some history. Oh,
2: yeah, That's a good one. I, yeah. I don't like that book because... I mean, I, I like the book. It's a great book. It's really fun to read. It's really fun to look at. But I feel like it's just a little bit too nuts and a little bit too out there in a lot of ways. Like, which one?
1: It's full of some serious blinds and a lot of winking.
2: Mm-hmm, for sure, <laughs> and Jay uh, Jay Kinney doesn't really do that in his book. In his book, it's very matter of fact and straightforward. I mean, you guys, you guys have met Jay
4: before. Yeah. Are you saying that the secret teachings of all ages is not absolute truth? <laughs>
0: yeah. Burn uh, the witch. Nate's
4: got to burn a book. I think the first <laughs> I think the first occult book that I got was the Necronomicon.
0: Like the one that they did as like a joke, mm-hmm. like yeah, Simon's Necronomicon. Yeah, uh, the one that
4: was made based off of uh, yeah. Lovecraft's writings.
0: did it didn't dawn on you that this is not real? <laughs> well,
4: yeah. I mean, as I as, <laughs> as I read more of Lovecraft's work, I kind of realized uh,
2: you were like son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
4: right. When I, first, I I got that Necronomicon when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, then this was like I probably was like fifteen, maybe yeah. fourteen.
0: Actually, so I can I tangent. I uh, you're the interviewer. Yeah. Right. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> my, my ego. No. Um, I am the head of support, and I realize that I'm gonna I can put footnotes in to my support documents, and I'm totally gonna throw in Necrochromicon references. I think. Just like just fucking randomly for no reason to I be mean, like when going through this support document super boring, footnote Necrocomicon. <laughs> Cause no one will ever notice it but <laughs> anyway, so you started with the Necronomicon That was what, that was the and I wouldn't necessarily Necronomicon Necronomicon I wouldn't necessarily recommend <laughs> the that you for
4: know, a fledgling occultist think. because it is ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean. it kind of gives you to because I'm I would say I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a chaos practitioner. So not with that beard. That, <laughs> so nice. Well, it's a bit of he's chaos. More of, he's more of a ginger just When I get off my motorcycle, <laughs> it's total chaos. Awesome. Um, Ginger candle. Ginger Gandalf. <laughs> it, it gives the element that I feel is necessary to understand chaos, to be in touch with the occult. Um, so yeah. it's, it's the idea of things in there being totally ridiculous, and you don't need a love spell that is going to make someone fall in love with you. It kind of makes you realize that the whole point of that idea of going to this mystical practitioner and having them give you love potion number nine is totally just this thing that's going to give you the confidence to go up and ask the person that you like out.
0: Oh yeah, because can I say something extreme? Mm-hmm. I've thought about that and I think that uh, if a love potion actually worked mm-hmm. and if you gave someone a substance mm-hmm. that would be akin to sexual abuse. Oh absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah because totally. that is... I mean, that's what that would be.
4: Yeah. It, it, well, and that's where you get into like MK Ultra programming and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. is a whole new occult genre there. <laughs> but um, the uh, the thing is, is that you you should take a bit of humor into the occult because many, many, many of the occult authors over the eons have thrown things in there that they just went. Eh, I put this in there and Maybe. see if anybody laughs oh, as yeah. much as I do
2: absolutely yeah and this goes absolutely. back
1: to the ego thing too because I mean it goes hand in hand but most occultists take themselves way too seriously
0: mm-hmm. oh it is so ridiculous Yeah, so seriously much like this is not a masonic podcast many masons I know yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny that you would
2: bring up like so uh so earlier this week I um I uh, successfully uh Summoned the Olympic spirit of Venus into uh, into a crystal, into a, into crystal, a crystal ball. ball. Yeah. yeah, and my week got a little nuts after that, and I don't know if that was my fault.
4: That might have been my fault. Is I that think way, I think We have massive flooding at the Scottish right now. Do you have
2: massive flooding yes. at the Scottish? Rai? Really, in the, like, the basement?
4: No, it was just a brief flooding.
2: I uh, did that. Totally wasn't me. <laughs> I was nowhere near there. <laughs> we, were, we were thinking somebody, Someone must have been summoning water. Nope, no nope, Venus. Um, Maybe, Venus is definitely, like, there's a lot of water there, but Mm -hmm. I didn't, uh...
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that's, so that's like a good, that's like a good kind of introduction of, like, where to start if you're just kind of, start giving the first peck on the cheek, as Mr. Neff would say, to the occult.
2: Yeah, if you want to practice, though, if you, like, I still say that for somebody who's just getting into it, if you can put up with the cheesiness of it, Donald Michael Craig's Modern Magic is an awesome primer. Is it? For, like, this is what magic is, this is how you practice magic, this is the thing. Is it the the...
0: Freemasonry for dummies for the occult? Um, Yeah. Yeah, is it? Yeah, I mean, that's how I got uh, started with
2: serious practice. Yeah. Um, hmm, That was in the year... What about someone who? You want to say it? Yeah. In
1: the year (laughs) two (laughs) thousand. I actually remember that from
0: your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was I was in ninth eighth grade in the year two thousand. Oh, I wasn't. Yeah. I I forget how much younger you are. I'm (laughs) twenty nine. Because you have such a mature beard. It's because I look like a. Uh, It looks like it's been rough. (laughs) 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 Which would be great if it was chicks, but it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right, you're from uh, Pineville, so let's not talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, that's great. So here's, can I ask like a way too personal question to everybody here? Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. How would you define your personal deity? Imminent and transcendent. That
2: sounds like a cop-out. Anybody else? Oh, no, i totally joking. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Use broad words. <laughs> uh, I believe that God is imminent in the sense that... It's about to happen? God, No, no, imminent oh, okay. means here, present. Oh, okay. So God is present always, everywhere, all the time. Okay. okay. And transcendent in that what we can perceive and think of as reality and existence is not the totality of God that God exists beyond.
4: Imminent
1: and Transcendent. Okay. Mm. you want
0: to go back? back. Uh, not anthropomorphic? Uh, not in... Not anthropomorphic? Not
1: in what? Anthropomorphic. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, not even like... Not even...
2: Like, uh, not even comme- th- no. Anthropomorphic? No.
1: No, not even... Wait, uh, what do you mean
2: by anthropomorphic? Shaped like man, in the shape of man. It's not.
1: I don't think it is. I don't, is. I don't know. Yeah. But it doesn't... Okay. For me, at this point, it doesn't feel like it's a a dude or a singular entity at all.
4: <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's the dude. Yeah, it could be. Could I mean, be. How about you, yeah. the, the The My, my uh, well, personal deity, I mean, you guys are all living in it. But um, it is all things; it's everything. It's hot. Yeah, and (laughs) and I I kind of I don't believe in more than one deity. I believe that it is all one, Mm -hmm. but I think that there are lesser beings that have the ability to manipulate, Uh, similar to like how we can make a table or a computer. Um, I think that we are dwelling within the divine. It Mm -hmm. is all things, and it is us, and that. Lesser beings have the ability to create what we may be and shape the universe um, using the tools You're of the divine. Thought
2: almost like a demiurge. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Do you know about that concept? Nope.
0: Let's pretend I don't. Okay. Do you want to
4: explain the
1: demiurge? Naucism for dummies. So, what's that? Naucism for dummies.
4: Yeah, Gnosticism for dummies. So the, the Demiurge <laughs> is kind of the creator being that uses the elements given to it by the divine being to make man and to make the universe that we know. So not the manufacturer of Plato, mm-hmm. but the player of Plato.
2: Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. The Demiurge is the dumb kid with Plato, which is mm-hmm. why the, and like the Gnostics believed that the creator god uh, in the Torah was the Demiurge. Which is why he's such a dick.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see that.
2: Yep. And the
4: movie. You're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite analogy of what I kind of view my demiurge as is the movie Prometheus. I've finally, never seen that. Uh, okay, keep okay, keep well, going. Keep going. going to be spoiler. It. I don't care. Spoilers for Prometheus. Spoiler. But so when, you, when when I think when we reach the divine, it's gonna kind of go. Oh crap. You're that thing that I fucked up. What the fuck are you still doing around? Like
0: a tattoo artist's first tattoo. Yes, exactly. See, man, that, sounds, <laughs> that, sounds, uh, that sounds deistic. Uh-huh. Like, uh, yeah. cause, you know, yeah. uh, I mean, one of the yeah. keys in deism,
2: or how I always look at deism, is it's uh, you have a detached god, like the clockmaker, yeah. who sets the universe a running and then sort of steps away.
0: So, so, so I, I guess the kind of tangent for myself, I say deist, but I get really loose with the details. Because it's that word is more for other people. Because when it comes up, I just want to say, "Here's this nice tidy box of what I believe." Shut the fuck up, and I don't want to talk about this right now. Is usually my response when I'm in public. uh uh-huh. yeah. And <laughs> here, we, and I literally direct people to Wikipedia. Yeah. What's a deist? Here's Wikipedia. And I. Run <laughs> away. Yeah, pretty much. It's great. My. But, my but,
4: my yep. second favorite analogy for the no, D is, um, have you seen the movie Chappie? Chappie? The, the, the d right. Antwerp. Yeah. Um, oh, D-Antwerth. d um, the, the movie involves the creation of this robot that gets its own, that it, it becomes sentient. Yeah. Johnny it, it, uh, Five? It, 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 yeah, exactly. It's, oh, yeah, It's a remake yeah. of, it's a I mean, remake it's of Short Circuit. Johnny Five
0: is alive. Circuit. Yeah, I yeah. love Johnny. It's, it's a remake <laughs> of Short Circuit for those
4: that are old
0: enough to remember With Short Circuit. With Artwood in it. Yeah. It's Which word. is, it's it's actually di- yeah whatever. whatever, I don't know There's an R in it and so it
4: screws up how I say it Die Antwoord Die Antwoord die, die. Die I mean, It's, Antwoord. Antwoord. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Afrikaans Look so at me, I speak Afrikaans, not really <laughs> And I speak all languages yeah. In the movie, there's a point where the Robot asks The creator of the robot Why did you do this? why why did you why, why did you Let this happen? And the creator goes Hey man, I didn't know this was gonna fucking happen. I didn't know you were gonna do this. I mean, this it's is kidding. all you. Mm-hmm. And, so and so I kind of view that as that's like a second favorite fate of an ad- analogy of the the year, just the idea of okay. the, the creator kind of comes back and goes, wait 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 wait, I had no idea you were gonna do this with what I made. It's not my fault. It's all your responsibility now.
0: Like that Louis C K. skit. Mm-hmm. We'll fix that and delete this podcast. So I guess that's kind of close. So when I say deist loosely. Because I really feel that like the divine—I don't want to say unknowable—but I just don't think that we have the capacity. I really feel like the reason that's what what the mystic tries to fix. That's but but that's my problem with like everybody who's like this is God. I really and I think while like I made the Lovecraft joke. uh, Why I'm so always like I like Lovecraft so much is because. I really feel that if you were to find God, you'd go nuts. Oh, that's like, absolutely like, the case. You can't. You can't go. Okay, I understand God and why anytime we i like, "Well, the Lord's plan" makes me want to just punch somebody in the face when they say that. Mm-hmm. There's no way you're going to know. But I also think that, like in my, and I think why I kind of have a super like meh about religion a yeah. lot is just because I really feel that like our. Our existence is just a natural consequence of the divine. Like, I wonder how much See, of that, all know, of this is on purpose, and not just I exist, and so A leads to B. You have to exist too. That's how. And, and I don't know if there's a term for that, but that's me being drunk. I don't
2: know if there's a term for that either. But um, if there is a term for that, you natural know,
0: consequences. And, that's that's yeah. Well, there's
2: a term for that in uh, in the argument for. For creation, which is that, if God is capable of something, God does it. Yeah, yeah. I guess um, that's a great way to put that. So the moment that God is like, "This is what I'm doing," it's done. You know, there's yeah. no, uh, there's no difference between mover and moved at that, yeah. at that instant. Which calls into question for me, like,
0: I, if there is a conscious deity, I, I personally am very doubtful he gets that we're here, or we which are. We well. are the consciousness of deity. Perhaps we are just a sim game he's playing in his 13-year-old living room. That could we kind of want that to be true. The, the simulation. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> we're, the,
4: we're the toe fungus and eventually the clippers will come. And yeah. Just
0: like,
2: shit. Trim man. out the ingrown. I think the funny thing here, and I don't know if this is what Matt is laughing at, but I hope it is, is that you came on here being like, I don't know anything about the occult. And now you're having, you're actually having, uh, you're, you're describing to us it, thoughts and ideas that you've had that are kind
0: of occult and mystical well yeah but i think that's also i think the occult because i was i had a question about this later i think that all religion and it feels like the occult is just like a little bit more of a of an on-the-nose interpretation of that is everybody's inner self trying to work its shit out right like i think that's just it's everybody has all these weird questions and like some people are just prone to write it down and be like Last Thursday, I got hammered, and I was thinking about this. Anybody else? Question mark, and just leave it. Like, uh-huh. it's like kind of. I feel like that's how all religion started. It was like, I got high on a mushroom in the forest the other day, <laughs> and, and some dude started, started someone, talking to me, yeah, and I wrote it and down. And I answer uh. a thing now. So you I'm offend
4: probably everybody of every faith now when I say that. In in studying chaos magic, I realized that all religions were in their inception chaos magic. Oh, for sure. Everything. everything. It was literally what you're talking about with some guy getting high on mushrooms and probably drinking reindeer piss, and going. Thank God. I think
0: that this is the divine. Yeah. And I'm (laughs) going to write this whole set of rules down. Um, Because really, because like early religion is the is the beginning of the scientific method. For me, if somebody said, "Yeah," like I need to describe what's happening, Mm -hmm. and it just got weird. They didn't have like, yeah didn't have like the concept before well that's the totally... scientific method is just really so this is bullshit because this is true probably but like the scientific method what we if you look up the scientific mehan- method on wikipedia like all that is is really just us using the scientific method to figure that out yeah right and that was through religion and all these other things mm-hmm. and, and whatever have you to get to there eventually and then we were like Oh well, shit! Like it's just observable, and we have to reproduce it somehow.
2: Well, the scientific method was probably invented by an occultist. Hopefully, probably an alchemist. Wasn't it Roger Bacon or one of the Bacon's? Not Kevin. One of the Bacon's. Francis. (laughs) But um, what's what's that? Francis. Francis. I think it was before Francis even. It was a while ago, but yeah. uh, Whichever Bacon it was, um, you know, the scientific method was totally invented by an occultist. Yeah. So. Which is good. Yeah. Which which
0: also I think goes back to the occult. I don't remember who said this, but um, all humans are are atoms. Uh, like when you're a scientist, are atoms studying other atoms. Mm-hmm. Which when you're high can really fuck with you. Oh yeah, and yeah. we usually are yeah. in yeah. Oregon and Washington and Washington yeah. in the best coast. <laughs> <laughs> think we yeah. screw you, feds. Uh, fuck you, feds. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If Jeff Sessions is listening, I am a terrible person. Once every six months, because I don't smoke that much. Oh, but well, yeah. Jeff Sessions doesn't
2: care. He doesn't listen to our podcast. What if uh, he did though? Wouldn't that be fucking weird? <laughs> well, as of uh, this morning, I checked, and it looks like we have about seventy-five Woo! listeners. Oh, I posted I think this. Oh, um, good. Is if,
4: that, but does that include how many times I've listened to it? Um, <laughs>
2: yeah, because it counts like individual subscribers. subscribers. Yeah. 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 Oh, so exactly. I've at least so restarted said, at least seventy-five. I don't know what you sent me.
0: Remember, sent me? I had you put it on. Um, Stitcher. Stitcher. I think it counts Stitcher also. I don't know. You uh, should log into Stitcher and see. Oh, Yeah, okay. I think, yeah,
1: I think uh, iTunes has it. its own stats too. Yeah, but I
2: think yeah, but I, think, I think, uh, um, uh, uh, FeedBurner counts uh, iTunes stats. Does it? okay. So if like, you can look at it and be like, oh, there are 30 listeners. iTunes is definitely one of our bigger ones. Which, That's awesome. No, no, no. I don't like it. I, I'm, I'm, it makes me sad no, that no, so no, many iTunes. of you are using Apple products.
0: Hey, fuck you Apple is I great. worked two and a half years at Jobs, Apple Yeah Actually I did Yeah, yeah I, I believe you I believe Steve you Steve Jobs Steve Jobs That <laughs> fucking yeah, guy Yeah, yeah he, he could have been alive still If he wanted to be if Yeah if he would have Never mind I have opinions Hey, hey Go to a doctor maybe Hey Matt right. Are you still there? Matt Matt
1: you fro- oh, You're back now You froze up I think you okay. froze again There you go
2: Cool are you? were you talking the whole time? I hope so, because we'll fix that in post. I wasn't. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> um, um, all right, so we sh- we've been recording for a long time now, so yeah, you should ask.
0: Fine. Ask more questions. Okay, ask more questions. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what's your next one? What question do you want to ask me? There we go. We already asked you questions. No, you, you didn't ask me.
2: I have a question. Okay. After listening to us talk about the occult, uh-huh. do you feel like you're gaining a better understanding of what it is? Yeah, totally. And are you going to like go read a book
0: about it? Probably not. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Wait, wait, no, okay. will, you, will you
4: watch some YouTube videos about it? Yes. Oh. No, actually,
0: because as a mason, YouTube videos are terrible. So I probably well, just don't. Them. Don't YouTube masonry. That's... Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. By the way, anybody listening in, this is totally not a Masonic podcast. Uh, don't YouTube masonry because it's just stupid. And, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> um, okay, so I I probably will. But yeah. I think also I wonder how much of that is just. I've become an old man, and I am just now set. And I'm kind of happy being. You're like, 29. What? You're just a don't kid. Even. Don't <laughs> Holy shit. You should wait at least another 20 years before you say that. Yeah, I mean, do you know how old Matt is? He looks 12. Uh, <laughs> He's with a beard. He's 14. Yeah, but. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I will because I've always wanted to like know more about the occult, uh-huh. but, and I don't know because I. I'm a Redditor, mm-hmm. and I may or may not tune into the Pagan subreddit once in a while. I posted you on the Pagan subreddit. You're welcome. Thanks. And, uh, hey,
2: Matt, do you think we should get a, a Reddit thing, a subreddit?
1: Only if someone else wants to manage it.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's just... we, we, the we, only Reddit we I know, know is
1: Gone Wild Curvy.
0: <laughs> 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 but yeah, but so I think it would, like, spurn my interest more. Because I, uh, I think also the reason I wanted to do this, I, I, I touched this on earlier, is like, I want to, like jumpstart my own spiritual hash out. Is that a term? Like, I don't know. What just means. like, you know, my inner journey of like... Oh, right, right. What well, the fuck do I believe and why do I believe it?
2: That sounds like a, that sounds like an occult exploration right there. Yeah,
0: but but also, like, I don't know where that's going to go. Like, I'm not very much... Yeah, yeah neither do I. I still don't. That's projects. the point of it. Yeah, just yeah. asking the question is, is the start. Yeah, Yeah, because I think that's also like the big thing is like in my life, I got... Like, I have two faults. One, I just get super bitter about stuff and I walk away and I never touch it again. Uh-huh. And I think I've, I think my experiences in church did that with spirituality in general. Uh-huh. Like, I get that I believe something and I think that there's actually real responsibilities with having a belief in whatever that is. Because I think that's, like, why, this is not a Masonic podcast, why, like, being a Mason belong, like means so much to me is because, like... And, and I think that like in masonry, we have two groups of people. We have fraternal people, mm-hmm. and we have esoteric people. And I think that there's some there's some groups in between that. But I think broad brushstrokes, like we have we have people like you guys, and we have people who mm-hmm. want to show up for dinner and have a good time, go drink a beer after lunch. That sucks. So, well, yeah, <laughs> but, but like you know, like but there's also that like you know like lodge. Yeah, uh, and as it should it has like these big meanings and stuff like that. Right, too. right. But I think there's also like a lot of guys I know who are just like, I belong because my friends are members and stuff like that. Right, where or solely, my, daddy was, yeah, was my dad was. Yeah, and my dad was, and I actually personally am more than okay with that. I don't think yeah. it's an either or. Yeah, it's an either or. You but, know, you've got guys who are
2: not as interested in the fraternal stuff and still way into the esoteric. I,
0: I think though that my 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 inclination into the fraternal side, I guess, in mm-hmm. my own personal life is is a detractor. Like, I should be more... I I should seek more and I should ask more. I should be doing these things. I just got out of it. Mm -hmm. And I think because I got burned, I was like, I don't want to go back and do that. I don't want to have to like restart from square one. Like, I don't want to have a new WoW character. Like... You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have to do this shit again. Like, I loved Jesus, and I got really far, and then now that's done, and I don't want to start from square one again, so, like, why do it? See, this oh, would have been
2: a good, this is a good reason for you to have been Catholic, because once you get ordained, God. they can't unordain you. They can defrock you, <laughs> but I think he's, once you get uh, well, apostolic succession Doesn't that just
1: mean they look up your to defrock you?
2: Um, that mm, could be it. I, I don't know. Matt, have you been uh, uh, pers- defrocked? No. Yep. How about frocked? Have you been frocked?
1: Yeah, twice. Yeah,
2: twice. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 it sounds horrible, man. It's, pretty,
4: it's pretty warm under there, under two frocks. The things that I, I find about Catholicism is the occult nature of Catholicism. It's awesome. And yeah. it's awesome. And their robes, and their garments, and their bling. Uh huh. Amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: The if I had to do it, I'd probably be Lutheran or Anger. Maybe. Aww. Because they're in the middle. They're in the middle. No, no. no like gates and i'm just gonna play right into the
4: hands of all the conspiracy out there and say i think i like the jesuits anyway.
0: jesuits are cool I so. and i like nuns because nuns are no, fucking dead everybody to like stop nuns. the holocaust and get arrested like i like i fucking like nuns like nuns are like i'll go to jail for the shit i got so let's do this <laughs> so like but anyway like i, I guess the reason i want to do this is because i'm, I'm hoping that it will like jumpstart like uh-huh. My own personal. Wait, so we're just a tool to you? You're just yeah. using you're using us. Yeah, and I wanted to be on a podcast because like I wanted <laughs> to start so many fucking podcasts, and anytime I look at friends, I'm like, guys, let's do a podcast. They're like, no. I'll do go, I'll do a, a podcast with you. I want to do a podcast where I find strangers and I get drunk with them and I have them tell me their deepest secrets. I don't. I don't want, that. want yeah. to do that podcast. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> that <sounds> like, <laughs> Matt is shaking his Depending head. Depending on how drunk <laughs> you're going to get with them, that might. Be-
4: Require like a lifetime supply of penicillin. Yeah, so, right, yeah. No, no, I'm not yeah. gonna have sex with anybody. Oh, okay. Oh, um,
2: so not not like
4: super drunk thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just
0: you drunk. are where you tell us about that time you punched your dad and you feel weird about it. Like, you know, like that drunk. Like, okay, Okay. Um, I didn't feel that weird about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> but I, I guess, and I, I think that, like, like uh, also, because, like, you know, when you become a mason, Whatever that means, like you, you just get, you just buy osmosis, start to suck up like a lot of people say things, and mm-hmm. people are involved in things, and you're like, oh, what's oh that? yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and and I think it's just also interesting to f- kind of feel what other people, because like when you guys, when, the reason I asked, like, well, what do you like describe the idea as? Like, I would never disagree with anything what anybody said, because uh-huh. I feel that way too. It's just that, and and I think also like I feel. Uh, Like a lot of spirituality should have practical application. Like I feel that Mm -hmm. there's no point in being a person unless you're trying to be a better person. Mm -hmm. And if you're trying to be and 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 really, even if there's nothing on the other end of the finish line, like you die, black lights out, and there's nothing, I still think there's enough of a reason to try and improve yourself and improve society. Yeah, it's the the whole reason for cold practice. What's the point?
1: No, that's what I'm saying. That's the whole reason. That we have occult practices, that's that's the goal. Mm -hmm. Well, one of yeah.
2: Yeah, I completely agree with that. I feel like we should probably like you just. I think Aaron just had a really good end of episode rant. I do have one
1: question though for him. So Um, out of out of all the occult stuff that you've heard either through us talking or people you've met, Masonry or even Supernatural, the show. Is there anything, any school or form of cult practice that you you personally feel drawn to?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Um, so can I give a long-winded answer? Yeah. Can we stop you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm an Oregonian. Like, I lived in California for five years and I moved back because I was like, this isn't Oregon. And then anytime I like, I was recently in Florida, and I'm I'm. It's a flaw. Like I would spend the entire time going like, not fucking fucking order, order. <laughs> blah blah blah. Why would I really? <laughs> and so like I am very much centered around place. Like that's a huge thing for me. Is like place in general, uh-huh. and I I I really jive with nature. So my dad had me very late in life, and he he had me at 47, uh-huh. and he retired early on disability, and so. He was retired, and he looked around, and he's like, "All I want to do is go camping," and that's all we did. And so that's I have cool. like a lot of instances in my life where I was in middle school and high school. My dad was like, uh, "We're going to Nevada for two weeks, and you're going to write a book report because yeah, I have to take you." So, <laughs> so we would do that a lot, and I think that it really gave uh, a really, in, a really strong sense of like connection to nature and the the physical world. Uh huh. So and and also like I, there, there's been a few experiences in my life where like I, uh, I have ditched and just gone to the woods by myself for a long time and I think if I've ever had what you would say is like a life transforming spiritual experience it's always been in nature. So he's some, a meditarian.
1: Yeah, know you are. One.
0: You're a meditarian.
2: What's a meditarian? You're following right?
0: back. Woo! Cause <laughs> Matt.
2: <laughs> Yeah, Matt, that's that's how Matt described his yeah. current spiritual practice Yeah, something. Well, I guess, yeah,
0: like ditching into the woods and making, mm-hmm. and like communing with nature. Because mm-hmm. I think, I, I kind of have dual mindsets. I think the divine is in everything, but I think it's most purely represented in people and in, in the natural world. I think those are the two things that really bring it into focus the most because I'm also super personable I fucking love people it's I really like being around people my job is about people um, I always uh, gravitate towards groups of people I don't know because I want to know them oh, and people I are delicious people are delicious babies in a crock pot <laughs> um, but no but like joking aside like I, I really love people just in generally. And, and I feel like through them and nature, like that's my two things that I really gravitate for. If, I, if I'm looking for the divine, those are the two things I find the divine in. That sounds, that was a good, um, answer. good answer.
1: Yeah, I have a book for you then. Uh, the one I picked up at the Esoteric Book Conference uh, called The Green Practice. And it's just a bunch of essays from, I think there's like 15 different people in it, describing their own nature-related practices that they've developed.
0: Mm. Cool. There you go. Yeah, you should uh, email me that. I will. Cool. All right. Anything
1: else?
2: I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? I do not. Do you have any questions? No, I think so. yeah, I, was really I know everything. Now. All right. Then do <laughs> you, <laughs> I just know all the questions. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I know like three of the answers, to that, but I just recycle them and use them over. Okay. Cool. Okay. Then Whoa! we.
0: Oh. If I can come back. Yeah. Can we have an episode where you do my tarot reading? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. But we don't have to do that. But I was We're not going to do go it right away. now. I don't have my time. No, no, no. To... Fuck, it's been long enough. Yeah. But, um. Just...
1: Oh, I said if you come back, we'll also do some colon mancy.
0: We'll do some what?
1: Colon mancy?
2: okay. I don't know <laughs> what that is. Colon mancy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's an um, old practice. Colon mancy? Uh, yeah, Joey's super good at that. <laughs> I'm <found> that. <laughs> okay, okay well, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign off. I'm going to say. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to My Alchemical Bromance. You can find us on the web at MyAlchemicalBromance.com. You can uh, find us on iTunes and Stitcher and like Google Play and like all of that sort of stuff. Uh, and come back next time uh, for Aaron's colon mancy. Yatsi.
1: Yatsi. Yatsi.
3: Boom.